So we're joined now by Sean McCarthy. He is with White Star Cruises. He is, I think, the managing director. He'll correct me in a minute. And they work with the Cunard, the representatives of the Cunard line. And their Queen Elizabeth has just been in Cape Town and has been doing some charity fundraising for a very, very worthy cause. But um, I'm going to get all the details from Sean. Sean, welcome. Hi, Anne. How are you doing? Not too bad on a Friday, actually. Starting to feel, you know, that seasonal feeling, that uh, end of the year, the, the, the rat race is starting to kind of lift from me. I'm starting to get more into a holiday mode. That's kind of where my headspace is going. How are you? That's it. Yeah, good, thank you. I'm sort of feeling the same way. I think it's the year has started off quite slowly and it's sort of caught up with us and gone past in the blur. Exactly, exactly. You know, that whole hamster running on a cage, running on a cage, going round and round. And now all of a sudden, wait a second, I see where I'm going. Uh, Christmas decorations are all out already. Oh, <laughs> I'm passing on that one. But uh, tell us a little bit. So um, Cunard is a major international cruise liner, and you guys are the representatives for them in South Africa. Is that correct? Yes, yeah. So, so Cunard, or well, as a cruise line goes, it's about 100 and it's 178 to 179 years old now, um, and they've got the three ships, which being the Queen Mary II and Queen Victoria and Queen Elizabeth, uh, with a new one launching in 2022. And yes, yeah, we we um, have looked after them as a company and represented the the brand for close on 25 years now. So um, I, you know, was on board the uh, Queen Elizabeth for a launch of um, a partnership between uh, Cunard and the Boucher Legacy, which is Mark Boucher's um, conservation uh, foundation, shall I call it? Or, um, well, they're not a non-profit. Um, and so part of those efforts was you guys had a fundraiser on board and uh, painting was auctioned off for, I believe, 50,000 rand. Correct. Yeah. Um, you know, we just from from our side, what what you know, Cunard have done, and you know, they look at they work with a number of charities. Let me put it that way, around the world, uh, depending on the different ports of call that they go to, um, and they have some main charities that they work with all along. Which we're trying to see if we can get a um, probably the Boucher Legacy or certainly some sort of conservation uh, charity involved. And, and I think the reason for, for it, and one of the reasons why I tried to get get involved, is that. Um, you know, Cunard have over the last well many years have always been into South African waters, and I think South Africa has been a favourite. And you know, we they contribute to a number of charities, but I think that the rhino, the whole plot to the rhino, and and I think as you heard Mark say on board when when uh, he had a chat the other day, um, it's not so much just the rhino anymore. There, there are a number of animals like the pangolin and wild dog and mm. lion that that are becoming more yeah. and more endangered, and and. Um, yeah, we just we just yeah. thought it's it's a good way to 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 try and raise a bit of an awareness and to raise some money. Mm-hmm. And, and I think you know that painting that that we mm-hmm. that, or the pick that we auctioned off that Richie Ryle did, uh, where we got fifty odd thousand rand. And, and you know I've seen a number of pictures mm-hmm. that Richie's done for uh, events that Mark has, has done. Know, but that and, was a and, uh, that was a charcoal drawing that he was working on. I don't know. If, I don't think I don't know if drawing is the correct word because it was so big, and and yeah. was <laughs> actually quite um, uh, magnificent. It was very very nice yeah, to I see him doing it up know, close. His work, you've got to look almost look twice to realize that it's it's not a photograph. Yeah. It, it, the yeah. work is so good. 
Yeah, no, it is, it is. And I must say, on, on the numbers, I mean, um, two of the things that stood out for me was the fact that um, they do work with Pangolin Rehabilitation, which mm-hmm. is helping to get them, uh, you know, ready and released back into the wild. And also when they said that the number of lions worldwide have gone from 200,000 uh, between, I think it was two and five years ago, to 20,000. Yeah, I mean, it's staggering, isn't it? Um, but when you when you listen to numbers like that, and you realise how our wildlife is is dwindling in in Africa, it's actually quite scary. No, it's, it is. It's actually quite amazing that um, you know it's happening so fast, and it's almost like it's quiet. You don't hear about it until someone like that gives you the numbers and says, "Okay, wait, guys, this is what is happening." Because they also said three rhinos a day. Um, yeah. So when you think of it that way, you're like, if you multiply that just by per days per annum i mean it, the numbers just start to stack up and and these are not animals that um that have litters of 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 uh, of babies they have one at a time yeah it it, it is it's actually it, it's a scary thought and and i think like I, I did i did mention on on tuesday um you know what what we've tried to to put out there is that this is not a an African problem in in that you know wildlife is 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 based on our continent, but it's something that that humanity mm. or the world needs mm. to actually understand what's going on. Yeah. That our, you know our grandchildren are going to have less and less opportunity to see these uh, you know, to see this wildlife in the wild yeah. unless we we do something. Unless people like Mark out there, and I think he's doing he's doing an unbelievable job. Um, you know, getting uh, uh, sportsmen involved and and really trying to create awareness. And you know, you know, obviously mm. the money is. Is one thing, and nothing yeah. happens without. The no, because money. I think I mean, that I've, I've I, I did get that sense as well. That uh, what QNOD was saying is this is how you guys are going to spread the word internationally by kind of what you know, one person at a time with your guests by having these uh, awareness campaigns as well on board, where they could just have pictures up so they could see the pictures, they could get the information of you know what is actually happening, how they can help where to donate and then, you know, take it from there, um, which is a very interesting way of kind of very subtly just spreading that message out um, globally. But then very quickly to close off. Now, one of the things that struck me on board was, first of all, it's a massive, massive vessel. And, I mean, it's um, there's a lot of it. There's, There's a lot of it. And it's very, very, very Quiet and very, very um, feels a bit like the Table Bay Hotel. Um, well, that, that's kind of the best way to put it. it, it it's a floating <laughs> hotel, really. <laughs> um, you, you know, in, in that you sort of—it's a hotel that moves with you, and, and I suppose that's one of the the great big attractions of cruising, if I can put it that way. But you know, the, the Cunard ships are, are certainly not the biggest ships around. Um, they carry. And they don't carry the most passengers. The ships are, are quite large in size. But one of the things that Cunard pride themselves on is that space per passenger. They're probably one of the, the better cruise lines uh, around. Um, but as you say, it, it, it's, if, you, if you're on board, unless you really think and you, you're near one of the windows or portals or whatever it may, may be, um, you, you kind of have to imagine quite hard that you're, on, you're actually not in a hotel and that you're actually on the, on, on the ocean. Because um, you know that's that's the way it's it's been done, and and um, and that's the, I suppose that's the beauty of cruising is that you wake up in your hotel in a 
in a different place uh, every day, if, if, if uh, depending on where you're sailing. So if if one of our listeners is listening and thinking, oh, I want to go on a cruise, um, where could where would they go to just check out kind of a list of destinations, durations, cost? Um, yeah, so we've got a, a quite an extensive website which which covers destinations and the ships at www.whitestar one word um, and yeah, that'll that'll give quite a lot of information on cruising where the ships are going to be, uh, destinations, because I think, you know, that's the other thing is, is that once you've, well, choosing a ship is one thing, but um, choosing a destination to, to sail in is, is also exciting because, you know, you can do anything from Alaska to the Norwegian fjords to the Baltics, which are proving very, very popular. And even like, as you heard um, the Captain Inga say on, on, uh, on Tuesday, um, Queen Elizabeth is on her way now. She's going to go and do some work around uh, some sailings around uh, Australia and New Zealand, and then from there she'll go up to Japan, and then from there across to Alaska. So the beauty of cruising is the ships keep going, so it just depends where you want to go. So you can choose the area that you want to cruise, or alternatively, if, you, if you're specific on a ship, you choose a ship no matter where, where it is. Brilliant. Thank you so much, Mark. Sean, sorry. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> All right. Thank you very much. Um, Thanks for having me, and have an awesome evening. Brilliant. You too. Thanks, Take then. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.